And on page Kufza the Ches, 198, two lines to the top. And we just we spoke about the muscle to understand the idea of the ten hidden spheres. It says in Sefer Yitzira, Ten spheres without any substance, just like a flame, which is connected to the coal. And we said that this analogy includes two ideas, two levels of the ten spheres. But which two levels is include? The ten spheres agnuses, the hidden ones, and the gluyes, and the revealed ones. And the revealed spheres. And there, it also it talks about the idea of their kshuda begechelis, their unity with the with the emanator, with the Shem's infinite essence, who emanated the world these ten spheres. And regarding this muscle of the shalhevis, this flame which is connected to the chelis, there's two ideas: the flame, which is meaning the hidden potential that the coal has for this flame, and that's what it means. It has the ability to bring out a burning flame. That's the flame how it exists within the Gechelis. And so Kshuda connected means Gnuza. It's hidden within the Gechelis. And also Kshuda indicates the idea that this flame is totally unified with the with the coal without... Um, it's totally unified, meaning it's unified even how it is within the coal. It's totally unified with the coal itself. And the second idea that includes is the... The second idea of the Shalhevis, Kshuda Gechelis, is the Shalhevis, which is actually burning in a revealed way and already emit, it, it emitted, it's extended outside of the actual coal, onto the top of the actual coal. And so kshut over here means that it's not that it's actually hidden within, potentially within the gechelis, rather that it's totally unified and interconnected with the coal. Meaning the, the, the fact that the, the flame exists in a potential state, that is the reason for the flame which is in a revealed state on the actual coal and it can't be it cannot exist without the potential flame within the coal and therefore even though it is talking about the revealed state of the actual flame how it's come in a revealed state nevertheless it's totally unified with the coal and with the potential that the coal has for flame because that is the whole reason for its existence and it cannot exist without the potential for flame and without the actual coal which is the source for the potential of flame and then we spoke about the difference of the unity with the actual, the actual flame with the actual gechelis, the coal, which is not such a strong unity because first it has to unify with the potential for flame within, this, within the coal, which is unified with the actual coal. Whereas the potential for flame, the coal, the, the idea of the flame which exists within the coal in a concealed state, that's totally unified with the actual coal itself. And... Now we are starting two lines from the top, getting into the nimshal. Now the the message, the meaning, the analog of this analogy. A nimshal because you and the myla be'inyan mshachas as the sfidus matzilam baruchu. So the analog for all this will be understood in godliness regarding the drawing down the revelation of the ten sfidus from the emanator, from Hashem's infinite essence, who emanated the source of these ten sfidus. The yichudam imoy, and also the unity of these ten sfidus with Hashem, just like, just like we're saying the the uh, flame how it's connected with the Gechelis like the Sefer Yitzhah said this is Ezra's as 10 Sefiris without any substance so we're talking about the 10 Sefiris and how are they what are they compared to a flame which is connected to the coal so this is all talking about the 10 Sefiris how they're drawn out from the source of the 10 Sefiris from the emanator from Hashem's infinite essence and how they're totally unified Kshuda with the Gechelis so totally unified with Hashem uh, and to these two aforementioned levels, 
which are which are the two levels which we spoke about before in the ten spheres, which are the Shehina Esther's the ten hidden spheres and the ten revealed spheres. So this is what the analog is going to be concerning, the drawing down of the ten spheres from the emanator and how they're unified with him, and 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 speaking about the two states of the ten spheres, how they're hidden. That's like we said about the the flame, how it's hidden within the Gecheles, and then there's the ten spheres, how they're revealed, that's the flame, how it's already on, out, on top, so to say, of the Gecheles, and all these are said, they're all unified, either unified with the, the Gecheles, with Hashem, the emanator, or they're unified, meaning hidden within Hashem, like we're saying in the um, analogy. The so the idea of the ten spheres, how they're hidden, how they're totally hidden and concealed, absorbed within the infinite essence of Hashem, the infinite um, energy, the infinite emanator of these ten spheres. And this state, how they're totally absorbed and concealed within the emanator, they do not have their own independent existence and own revealed existence at all. The reason why at this state they don't have any independent existence, you can't recognize their existence as a separate revealed existence from each other, is because this is how the ten spheres are created from Hashem's desire for their creation, because it arose in Hashem's will to emanate these ten spheres. And therefore, they are at this state a state of potential. Like we said earlier, about Hashem's no Hashem's potential does not lack an actuality to it because that is from the completeness of Hashem that his koyach is not chaser poil, but still the koyach is in a lot more ethereal, more um, abstract level than the actual poil. So the ten spheres, how they're hidden within the emanator, they don't have their own independent existence, revealed existence, because we're talking about how they're created from Hashem's will, which is obviously this level, which it's still just the potential for the ten spheres, how they're totally hidden within Hashem, just like the will of a person is something which is very bound up with the person himself. And it's totally absorbed within the person himself. Whereas lower lower levels of his speech is our already how he's relating to the outside world. Whereas the rotzin is the hamshachas atoyas and nefesh, the actual soul itself being drawn to something. So that's still within the person himself. So too, these spheres are within Hashem, the emanator. <coughs> so within these ten hidden spheres, how they exist totally absorbed within Hashem's infinite essence. They experience a shining of a, a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite. The infinite energy of the emanator, they experience a true revelation of that energy. They're totally absorbed within that intense energy revelation of godliness. And because of that intense revelation they experience, they're totally nullified and unified at the utmost unity and nullification with the infinite emanator. To the extent they're so absorbed and so taken over by this intense revelation that they don't experience their own independent existence at all. And this is in the analogy, the S, the um, like we said before from the Sefer Yitzira, that's like the the point where we're saying that the um, about the flame, how it's totally connected. What do you mean connected? Hidden potentially within the Gechelis, within the coal. That's the analogy for this idea of the ten spheres, how they're hidden within the emanator, totally absorbed within the infinite revelation of Hashem. At that state, it's not a when it's hidden within the coal, it's not a revealed actual flame in a revealed way. And the reason for this existence of this flame within the coal is the actual coal itself. And so too, we can apply this to the ten hidden spheres within the emanator, within the infinite um, within the infinite essence of Hashem. 
the reason for their existence, who bechinas oedin sefer meitzel, is the infinite emanator Hashem. Hashem and His infinite essence is the reason for their existence. Just like the reason for the existence of this potential for flame is the actual coal itself. Meaning the reason for the existence of the ten spheres is Hashem's desire for their existence. And there is a true revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem within these ten spheres. And they're totally unified with the infinite emanator, Hashem's infinite essence. They don't have their own independent existence at all. They're totally absorbed within this intense revelation of Hashem's infinite essence because their existence derives from Hashem's will, which is totally unified with Hashem himself. And the ten spheres which are revealed in the world of Atzilus now, how they're already taken on their own existence and their own separate entities. This is like the in the analogy of the flame, how it's already become revealed outside on top of the coal. So too, the ten spheres of Atzilus are already in a revealed state. Each one's existence is separate from the other ones, and you can tell that there's a different characteristic, different character, different teichen to each one. Chesed, Vura, Tiferes. This is how the flame has already become revealed from the coal. The ten spheres have already become revealed from the infinite emanator of Hashem, the infinite emanator. Um, even though, obviously, we know there's no place void of Hashem. Hashem fills everything. So there's no place that is, um, nothing is outside of Hashem. So how can you say that these ten spheres of the world of Atzilus have now become revealed and they're, so to say, outside of the, of the Gechelis, outside of the source, of the emanator? Nothing is outside of Hashem. Like it says in the verse, the heavens and the earth, I myself, Hashem in His very essence fills. So everything is truly included, absorbed within Hashem's essence. We call Mokim, so nevertheless, how can we apply this idea to the ten spheres, how they become revealed, so to say, from that infinite, that how they already become emanated, revealed from that essence? This is the idea of the Tzimtzum, the contraction, the concealment of Hashem's infinite energy. That the infinite S, the infinite energy of Hashem should not should be shining in a revealed way, rather in a concealed state. And that's how we can talk about this idea of revelation of something outside of Hashem's essence. Obviously, it doesn't mean that it's revealed outside of Hashem's essence. Nothing is outside of Hashem's essence. But it, they feel, these entities feel like they are outside of Hashem's essence because He has concealed His infinite energy from the creation. So from our perspective, or from the perspective of the ten spheres of Atzilus, how they become revealed, they feel themselves as to be their own revealed separate entities. Whereas the truth is that within, from Hashem's perspective, everything is included and absorbed within his, his essence. But because of the Tzimtzum, now the entities feel themselves to be separate. Like we explained earlier, the idea of Atzilus is a world which is emanated from Hashem, which is revealed outside of his essence, so to say. It's not really revealed outside of his essence, but it now, because of the Tzimtzum, his essence is concealed and it's felt as if it is outside of its essence. And because of this symptom and this revelation, now that all the entities don't feel, they're not totally overwhelmed by the feeling of the infinite energy of Hashem. Now they take on their own existence. They feel their own existences in a revealed way. Each existence is separate from the other one and not the Yisach is not totally unified and abstract. Now each one is defined. But nevertheless, these ten spheres, how they become revealed in the world of Atzilis are totally attached and unified with the ten spheres, how they exist in potential state, meaning the ten hidden spheres, they're totally unified with that. Because these ten spheres in the world of Atzilus, they're just a, revel- a revelation of that which was already concealed in the infinite emanator, in the Hashem's infinite essence, which is the ten spheres. It's impossible to have the revelation 
of these ten spheres without there being a state of concealment of these, and that's the state of the ten spheres, how they exist with absorbed within Hashem's essence. The only specifically when these ten spheres, the revealed ten spheres, are attached to the ten spheres, how they're concealed, absorbed within Hashem's essence, which is the um, which is the essence of that revealed state, that's when you can possibly talk about, and that's when there can be this idea of the revelation of these ten powers, these ten spheres, only when they are attached to their potential state, to the, how they were in their concealed state. Just like we were saying before about the Gechelis, the only when the Gechelis, the revealed Gechelis, is connected to the Gechelis with, so only when the revealed Shalhevis, the revealed flame, is connected to the potential that the coal has for the flame, then it can exist. If it's not attached to that, then it doesn't exist. So too, the Tensvidus Agluis are only existing because they are expression of the Tensvidus Agnusis. And therefore, the Tensvidus Agluis, the revealed ones, are similar to their essential state, meaning similar to the Tensvidus Agnusis, because they only exist because they're constantly attached to that source. But still, the way that the Tensvidus Agluis are connected to the Tensvidus Agnusis is not like the that unity which they experience is not like the unity which the ten hidden spheres hidden within Hashem's essence that unity they experience with the actual uh, Maitzel the Eden Seif without the, the actual infinite essence of Hashem she's usam hu mamish the unity of the ten hidden spheres with their source meaning with the infinite essence of Hashem is a total unity with the actual infinite essence of Hashem the emanator of the ten spheres but compared to the um, regarding the ten spheres which are already revealed in the world of Etzil, the infinite emanator, the infinite essence of Hashem is totally removed from these ten spheres, how they are revealed in the world of Etzil. This is already a limited, defined world, and the ten spheres there already feel their own existences, so to say. Whereas the ten spheres, how they're totally absorbed within Hashem's essence, are the source of those ten spheres, the direct source is Hashem's infinite essence, and they're absorbed within that essence. Whereas the ten spheres in the world of Atsilas are an expression of the ten spheres, how they're hidden, but not directly connected to the emanator. They're a revelation of that which is concealed, and they're already a revelation of the koyach of the ten spheres. Not, they're not a revelation or a direct creation of the maitzel. Nevertheless, even these ten spheres, these revealed ten spheres, are still unified with the atzimus, meaning with the infinite essence of Hashem. They still, in, they still enjoy a unity with that infinite essence, just like we said earlier, that the Shalhevis, al Gabi Gichelis, even though it's directly connected to the Shalhevis, the Shabbatech Gichelis, but they are without the Gichelis itself and the Shalhevis, Shabbatech Gichelis, this Gichelis, al Gabi the Shalhevis, al Gabi Gichelis wouldn't be able to exist. So it does obviously have a unity with the actual source, which is the true essence of Hashem. And now on the star on the bottom, this is, you could say that this is what it says in, in Tanya chapter 35 in the Haggah, the famous Haggah about the unification of Eden Seif, of the infinite energy of Hashem with Chokhmah. To Eden Seif, who echel the Emes. The infinite energy of Hashem, the essence of Hashem is the true one, the true only existence. And there is nothing else besides him. But this is the reality which is felt, which is sensed in the level of Chokhmah. Meaning within Chokhmah, the highest sphere of Atzilus, it's known and it's sensed, it's felt. 
this reality that Hashem is the true existence and there's nothing else besides Him that it truly exists. And ten hidden spheres, within the Chachma of those ten hidden spheres, the reality is that there is truly nothing without Him. This is a higher level of, re- of re- realizing Hashem's true oneness, that He is the only true existence. So, here we're saying that the ten spheres, the ten spheres agluyes, the revealed ten spheres, even though they're not directly, um, so to say, connected with Hashem's the Beitzel or Eden Seif, but they they are an expression of the ten spheres agnuses, which are totally unified with the Eden Seif and Beitzel. So therefore, they do have a unity. They do have a total unity with the Eden Seif and Beitzel. These ten revealed spheres, and this is what it says in Tanya that the Eden Seif, the true infinite essence of Hashem is expressed specifically within Chachma, which is one of the ten spheres haglulis, the ten revealed spheres. Meaning that Chachma feels that true reality of Hashem's infinite, the infinite emanator. It feels that. And in the Ansa Sphere Sagnusis, obviously the Chachma of Ansa Sphere feels it in an even more deeper way, in a more real way. But we see this idea that how the ten spheres haglulis, even though they're an expression already of ten spheres haglulis, therefore they're not directly, so to say, connected to the Aryan Sif but Within Chachma of the Ten Spheres Hagluyes, it is appreciated and it's felt this idea of the, the true, the true oneness of the Eden Sefer Meitzel. So we see that there is a unity within them, and that's expressed specifically within Chachma of the Ten Spheres Hagluyes. The Yisur this will be understood even more. Medugma Ruchnis Vekeches and Efesh, a spiritual example in the soul powers. So until now, we've understand these the different levels of the. And the essence, infinite essence of Hashem, the hidden spheres, the revealed spheres in the world of Atzilis, from this idea of the Shalhevis, the flame, and how it's connected to the coal, the source of the flame. And there's three different stages the actual revealed flame, the potential that the coal has for flame, which is like the hidden flame within the coal, and then the actual coal itself. So now understand this, that was a physical, more physical example. To get to a little bit more of a spiritual example, to bring out the point even more, we'll understand this from the Kreich Sanefesh, from the soul faculties, the soul powers. This is similar, this is by way of analogy, the emotive attributes, the emotions, which are drawn down from the intellect. Meaning, through the contemplation and the greatness of Hashem, a person will give birth to this contemplation itself. Will give will give birth to excitement in the heart, and the excitement is expressed in either love for Hashem. Hashem is so great and so amazing. I want to. I love Him. I want to connect to Him. So, an excitement in the heart to love Him and to attach oneself to Him. So, always when you contemplate something in your mind, that is how you give birth to to emotions for whatever the thing you're thinking about is. So in regards to Hashem, thinking about Hashem's greatness will give birth to a excitement and a feeling of desire to of love, to attach yourself to Hashem, connect to Hashem. In this excitement in the heart, there's two levels. One stage is when this excitement, which eventually expresses itself in the heart, when this excitement is still included within the actual intellectual contemplation. And he at that stage where it's still the excitement is still included within the intellect, it's it's never it's not a, a spilus, it's not a emotional spilus yet. It's a spilus sichlis, an intellectual excitement. 
And the main revelation is the the aspect of the contemplation and the deepening of one's thought. And the greatness of Hashem, that it shines in a revealed way within his soul. So the main expression here, when you're contemplating the greatness of Hashem, the main thing which you're feeling, what you're sensing in your in your being at this moment, is the contemplation and the deep meditation that you're having about the greatness of Hashem. That is what is shining in you in a revealed day. That's what you were really sensing in that moment. But even though that's the main thing, but the Tafeldika thing, kind of the secondary thing here, is included within that um, intellectual contemplation is the spilus anefish, the excitement of the soul, which is something separate from the actual contemplation about the greatness of Hashem, which is detached from this idea of excitement. In general, Hispanus um, and Seichel are usually compared to water or compared to something which is cold. Hispanus, everything Seichel is always more objective. It's not really connected to the feelings of the person, the excitement of the person. It's just the cold intellect, how it is appreciating something, but not connected to your Mitzvah at all, and therefore it has no excitement to it and no warmth to it. So when you're contemplating the greatness of Hashem, the main thing which you're feeling and you're sensing in that moment is just this contemplation, this meditation of the greatness of Hashem. But included within that contemplation is also an excitement of the soul. That this, at this point, even within your mind, your mind has this excitement that wants its 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 desires to totally um, connect to Hashem and to expire, so to say. Uh, because of this intense desire, this intense emotional desire, to, uh, sorry, this intense intellectual desire to connect to Hashem, the soul of the person is desiring to totally expire into godliness. This desire, this longing that a person is experiencing at this moment, when it's still at the intellectual stage, even though it is an excitement, which usually is a characteristic of the heart, and therefore, this is the midos in the seichel, the emotive attributes, the emotions, how they are still within the stage of seichel, the intellect. So, even though there is an excitement, which usually is characteristic of the heart of, 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 of emotions, but um, it's actually at this stage coming because of the revelation of the light of intellect, which is shining by the person, this contemplation, this meditation about the greatness of Hashem in a revealed way, and because of that, it's it's shining so so bright, so to say, within his mind, it brings about an intellectual excitement, an intellectual leaning within their mind, thinking how excited the person is, and the whole, the whole person's whole being is being drawn to it with a desire to connect to Hashem, but yet not yet experienced within the actual heart, within an actual emotion. So there is, a, it could be that a person is contemplating the greatness of Hashem, but being that his contemplation is not so deep, it is not so thorough, he doesn't experience it, it's not really revealed in his mind. Like it says here, it's meir etzlei There's not a revelation of this meditation within his mind. It's just something which is more shithistic, it's more uh, surface, and he's not truly getting to the true point of meditation, contemplation of the greatness of Hashem. So at that point, he's not going to experience any espilus, any excitement, even within his mind. To and a desire within his mind to connect to Hashem. But when he truly has a real experience and the greatness of Hashem is totally infusing his whole brain <laughs> and he really thinks about it with all the details, then he brings about 
because of that great revelation, which is in his mind of the greatness of Hashem, it brings about a spilus, an excitement, a leaning within the mind already, a desire within the mind to connect to Hashem, and this desire just to give over oneself to Hashem. The spilus sichlis, we're now in the parentheses, the spilus sichlis zeis, eina mashin ispol, ma'am levad. So this intellectual excitement is not just the fact that a person is excited from the conclusion from the intellectual contemplation. Because that only happens after the light of the intellect and the contemplation has become concealed, has started to fizzle off, fizzle away, diminish. After that, then you have this you have this conclusion from your contemplation, and you have this excitement. And at that point, he's still he's far from the actual intellectual contemplation which he experienced, as explained in another place. So this is spilus, this intellectual spilus here we're saying is not like explains in other places there is a spilus which happens after your intellectual contemplation has fizzled off. And what's left from that is expressed in this spilus excitement to connect to Hashem. Here we're talking about in spilus how it's still within when the intellectual contemplation is still shining very bright within your mind and you experience that meditation, that in contemplation. So this aforementioned excitement, which is within the intellect, at a time when it's merits like Gilead when the light of the intellect is shining very bright within your within your mind, then a person gets excited about the thing which he's which he's comprehending, that he should experience within his mind a desire and a longing to connect to that. That, so we can, the conclusion from this is that the actual intellect itself is the reason for his excitement, for his intellectual excitement. And that, at that point, that stage, they're shining within this espilus, there is revealed the actual light of the intellect. So it's not like other places explain where only after the intellect, after the the intellectual contemplation fizzles off, then the conclusion from that, he says, oh, for I realize that Shem is so great, therefore... And he is the true, only true existence, and all of physicality is truly nothing. Therefore, my decision after that disappears, that intellectual, after he's like basically getting out of that intense, con, you know, contemplative state, he says, "Oh, therefore, I want to always make sure I connect to that truth." Here is in, in the middle, while he's still in the middle of experiencing this in, intense contemplative state, he's already experiencing a longing within his mind because it's so revealed within his mind. It's bringing about this espilus, this excitement this desire, this intellectual desire to always basically connect to that truth. So this is the spilus sikhs talking about here, this intellectual excitement, while the concept, while the intellectual contemplation is still shining very bright within him, not after it's already fizzled off. And this is all, this is going to be explaining the a muscle to explain, a more spiritual muscle to explain the idea of the esospheres agluis, agnusis, and then the source of them in the atzis and maitzel. So now we've understood the emotions come down from the intellect. When you contemplate the greatness of Hashem, you give birth into your heart, a love to connect him. But there is, within this espilus, two levels. One is when the espilus is still this intellectual, with this uh, excitement, is still included within your actual mind, within your brain, within the, intell- within the intellect. And then, at that point, it's called the intellectual excitement. 
So even though the main revelation of that point is the main thing which is expressed is your intellectual contemplation, but still within there is still this desire, this intellectual desire to connect to the, the subject of your contemplation, to Hashem. So after the parentheses now, And being that we're talking about the stage of this excitement when it's still totally included, absorbed within the intellectual contemplation, so this desire and this longing, which you're experiencing, this intellectual desire, is not morgeshes cloud, it's not felt, it's not sensed yet, because it's totally taken over, overwhelmed, absorbed within the intellectual contemplation. And that's what that's the main thing which is being felt in the person right now. There's the intellectual idea, the meditation which he's which he's um, experiencing right now, not the desire. So therefore, even though it's there, it exists within that contemplation, but he's not feeling that desire at this point. Rather, at this point, it's just a spilasikli in intellectual um, excitement. So it's not something which you're feeling in a sense of a real expressed spilas, which is usually expressed within the heart, where you start feeling actual feelings of, you know, an enthusiasm, a drive to connect to Hashem. Here, it's just within your brain. Therefore, you're not feeling a real spilas. It's not a warm feeling of desire at this point. It's just still within your brain. Now, we're going to the parentheses here. He's going to speak about a level even deeper, even more, even higher than this idea of ispailus sichlis, intellectual excitement, which is the idea of midais shebaseichel, the intellect, the emotions, how they are within intellect. Because emotions and intellect are hishtalshlis. <coughs> They're a ilva'ol, cause and effect, meaning the first... Um, the, the emotions are produced from intellect, but they are also found within their source, within intellect, in a more intellectual way. Um, so therefore, it's, it's, a, it's more of like a, this is the source of intellect and also the source of emotions and also where they're produced from. So they exist already in a different way, in a higher way, in a more intellectual way within the intellect already. So the espailus sichlis is the idea of midas, emotions, excitement, but how it's still within the stage of intellect. So therefore, it's a colder excitement. It's not, like we're explaining, explaining till now, it's not, it, it, it's not a warm feeling within the heart. It's not a totally expressed excitement, but it is an excitement towards a certain thing. So therefore, it's an it's a, it's a emotional experience within the brain. Here, we're going to talk about in the parentheses an even higher level than this emotional experience within the brain, the intellectual excitement, and how it's so high, it's so intellectual, so connected to meichen, the essence of the meichen, that a person doesn't even feel any drive, any desire at all. You can't even call it, you can't even really define it as a, a spilus of a certain desire, a want for something. The idea of this idea of desire to attach oneself to the subject of the contemplation, which comes about from the essence of the intellect. So this is even higher level than the spilus sichlis. This is a the essence of intellect, how it wants to attach itself to the subject of the contemplation. It's not, you cannot define it as a desire, a longing at all. This this attachment that the actual, the essence of intellect wants to attach itself to the subject of contemplation. It's not a desire at all, a wanting, a longing at all. Rather, it's a desire of attachment. 
It's an attachment, but without any sense, without any feeling of the goal, the aim of this attachment. So here, it's just a, it's just a attachment. This the the intellect itself just wants to attach itself to the subject, the contemplation. It is attached to it. It just totally taken over, mesmerized by the subject of the contemplation, and becomes attached to it. But it's not. You can't define it as a longing to attach oneself to a longing, a desire to attach oneself to this subject, and. It's just a dvekas blihegesh. It's an attachment without any feeling of any aim of what I want, of the, the, the goal of what I want out of this, you know. Um, when you have a desire for something, there's a desire and there's the goal for what you want out of this desire. Here at the stage of the dvekas, which comes from the essence of the intellect, it's just an attachment without any aim or any, any specific uh, feeling of what I want at this, at this point. Whereas the spila sikhlis, you could define as a, as a, it has some type of, uh, like we said, but still within the intellect, and the desire is for at that stage. The spilosichlis, since we're talking about the midis, how they are within the intellect, there's already a goal to that desire. The goal is I want to attach myself to Hashem or to a specific idea. But here at the stage of the dvekas, which comes about from the essence of the intellect, it's just an attachment without any feeling of any aim. This is how we're talking about from the the essence of the intellect, without any mixing in, without any influence of the emotions at all. That's why there's no hergish of of a mavukash. If there was the 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 midas involved, which the midas are subjective, which are more relating to the person, the person's feelings for something. So therefore, there would be an aim and a goal of this of this intellectual excitement, because. The midas are all about what what I want and what what the person is feeling, so he wants to connect himself to a certain idea, to, to a certain aspect of godliness. But here we're talking about the dvekas from the essence of the intellect, how it has no relationship with with, with the midas at all. Therefore, there is no feeling at all, any sense of a specific aim I want. There is no wanting here. You can't even des- describe it as wanting. It's just that the, the, the brain becomes totally attached to whatever it's thinking about because it's thinking so deeply about this. It becomes totally mesmerized by the subject. But not that there is a specific... You can't feel, you can't sense that there's a specific aim to this or a specific longing here for something specific. See what it explains about this idea in this famous Hemshech Samach Vav, the Maschel Maimer entitled Kikashi Hashem Ha'am and where it speaks about this idea more length. We'll stop there. Three lines at the top of Kuzadik tests.